Hi guys, welcome to another episode of On Ghetto Stories. It's your girl Agnes, but some of you guys know me as Agnesita. Stay tuned. Good day, you beautiful, beautiful people. It's a new day, guys. It's a new life for me, okay? And I'm feeling good. Okay, I just had to insert that in there because literally I'm feeling good. And I'm going to tell you why I'm in such a festive, appreciative uh, momentum at this point in my life. Not that I've not always been like grateful and happy, but um, something happened to me recently, which I'm going to be sharing with you guys. And it was just very tragic. Now I just feel like, okay, I'm in a more comfortable and open-minded space to talk about it. Just because before I was really sad and just a tiny bit depressed, okay? But I was mostly like, let's just say sad. I was in a very, very um, sad state. So hence why I didn't really um, release anything. I didn't talk about what I wanted to talk about on the podcast just because you know I there's the elephant in the room and you know some of my people who are following me online they also would know that okay something is up with me like why she out here pretending like you know all is good and rosy and it ain't so um anyways so I'm gonna just tell you guys straight up so as most people might have known they because I posted it which I'm going to tell you the reason why I did not for attention or pity no 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 there was a different um goal or intent behind the post but anyways um my apartment was burglarized or do I say raided or robbed whatever anyways it was broken into and my things were stolen. So I'm going to just give you guys the rundown or the run through of how the whole thing happened. So um, it was the last weekend, I believe, of November. And um, that weekend, I went to uh, the mountainside in Poland, um, the one specifically called Zakopane. If you're in Poland, you're a foreigner, you've never been to the mountains, I suggest you go there. By the way, it's just, it's amazing. It's beautiful, hands down. So I went on a girl's trip because my girls and I have been thinking like, okay, we need to do a girl's trip to the mountains. So anyways, we finally um, planned the whole thing, which we should talk about that later. Like most of my friends always expect me to be the planner. It just seems, and sometimes I just don't do nothing. But when I do nothing, nothing happens. And they keep talking about the trip, but nobody is planning nothing. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I planned it. We, it, it happened. We went, some of my friends, not everybody was on the trip, obviously, as, um, I'm the only one that could sort of drive in Poland. So um, we had one car that could just fit like three, four people. Anyways, long story short, the trip was great. It was amazing. You know, like I really had a good time with the ladies. Like it was really, really fun. And also it wasn't mostly like my girls. It was mostly... um my friend's um, girl, and that's because um, she recently got engaged. If you're listening, shout out to you, Lorena. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she recently got engaged, so um, 
it was also kind of a whole girl thing, but also like a celebration toast for her, you know, new phase in her life. Long story short, as I repeated earlier, we got back. I handed the car over uh, to the person who we rented the car from, which there was a slight problem with that, but I'm not even going to go into details with that. Anyways, just when I thought, okay, that stress was over and done with, I came back, um, rushed back to kind of get ready because I was going out for dinner, you know, just to eat. And I thought, oh, you know what? This is going to be a good way to kind of end the day, the stressful day of driving like three hours or four hours, I believe. So I was really like just, I just couldn't wait to just finally relax. So I went to a seafood restaurant, you know, I don't play with my oysters, had me some oysters, a glass of champagne, just wine down. And I really thought everything was perfect. Mind you, before I went out um, of my apartment, um, I live on the ground floor, yeah, and I do have um like a little, gar- not a garden per se, because, you know, technically it doesn't really belong to me, but it belongs to me by association because <laughs> I happen to be on the ground floor. So there's a really cute field slash garden behind my balcony. So it's really nice and beautiful during the summer. And um, behind this um field slash, slash garden, there's a fence, okay, and then they're like forest, whatever. So it's kind of quiet on this um, area. Anyways, I always open the balcony door because there are two ways you could open the balcony door. I'm not sure if everybody knows it, but for most people anyways living in Europe or Poland specifically, they have this door whereby you could open it from the top and make it like a window kind of way or you could open it from the side which is like fully opening the door like a normal um, entrance door so I always um I open it normally when I'm just there to just like take some breathing some fresh air just chill and everything and stare at the garden whatever but normally when I'm doing nothing I just want some fresh air in the um in my apartment I just open it from the top like a window uh, settings. So whilst I do, I was handling the whole car thing that I handed back to the um, car rental, the, the window was opened, you know, the balcony was open in a window form. But I was so late for dinner that I just came back, quickly kind of like got ready, chop chop and exited the the apartment forgetting to close the um window which you know normally it's really not a problem like opening or closing i would assume like here in europe it's normally safe and everything so i didn't actually like think about it in a bad way you know like even i could forget but i just think okay i'll close it back but if i forget to close it when the balcony door will be like all the way open then obviously that's a problem because anyone could just jump in you know so anyways but I forgot so if I had remembered I think I'd have come back to close it because anyways I will be thinking that when I come back it's gonna be really cold it's gonna be really cold in the um living room area so um but I just forgot simply so after the dinner came back home and I left for dinner around like um 6 40 I came back around like 10 30 p.m uh so when I was back I just 
you know, I, I realized, anyways, I opened the window because it was chilly. It was, so I closed, it was very chill. So I closed the um, window, but you know, it was just kind of like this thing you think, you just think to yourself, oh, silly me, I forgot to close the window and I just closed it normally. But, um, wait, I, I'm forgetting a little detail, but, um, that was what I thought. But when I went to close the apart, uh, the, the door, it was fully opened, you know, <laughs> that was actually, um, where I should have noticed something was wrong, but in my head, I just thought, Perhaps I was the one who opened the whole, um, you know, door. Like, I mean, you never really think, oh, somebody must have been in my place. Just because also, like, my place was not in a mess, mind you. <laughs> this person, this people, they really took their time. But I think it's a person, which I'm going to tell you later on um, why I use that word. Anyways, so I closed the, uh, the door Went to, you know, prep myself for bed, took a shower, everything, and I went to the bedroom. I was about to sleep. I, you know, I lay down, but then as I looked towards my um, wardrobe side, I see that, you know, the door isn't, the my wardrobe door isn't all the way um, closed. It's like, my wardrobe is kind of like a closet, so you can kind of open it in a door setting. So I just saw that it wasn't all the way shut down. And I'm this kind of person that I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I have an OCD, but I can just, I, I don't feel settled. I feel really unsettled, unsettled when things are not closed properly like my cupboard in the kitchen like my door and things like this like I'm very part um, particular about this so I just thought like why is it all the, you know why is it slightly open and I'm not gonna sleep it's gonna bother me so I had to really get up walk all the way and close the um wardrobe as I went back to sleep you know as I went back to lay let's say then my brain just, <laughs> my overthinking brain just kind of got into um, like this mode of, but wait, why wasn't it closed all the way? And yeah, that reminds me also the wardrobe door and the, the my balcony door was all the way open. Like what's, what's going on? You know, something just creeped in my mind and you know, it was just kind of like this little suspension moment or sound. So I got up, opened my, um, wardrobe my closet and uh you know i kind of just looked everywhere i looked above i saw my louis vuitton um box it's there so i thought okay so maybe i must be overthinking i'm like walking back to my bed again and i thought hmm, let me just check my bag just to be sure you know so i uh took the louis um box put it on my I placed it on my bed and I opened the box and guess what it was empty empty yo empty the bag was gone <sighs> child you don't want to know how I felt oh my god my heart sank my heart just dropped like whew. I was so weak. I I don't even know. I feel like right now talking about it and even speaking about it, it's a little bit traumatic. Not just from, you know, the bag gone, but I'm going to explain to you later why I say the word trauma. 
But in that moment, I feel all the things I just felt, you know, my body was just weak from head to toe. I just, I was speechless. I was speechless. I didn't really know what to say. I was just saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. That's all I could just imagine myself saying to myself. I, I, (laughs) wow. Anyways, as this was gone, the dust bag, the certification card, I just realized in that moment, other things were gone. Because, you know, my place wasn't in a mess. So I realized they really took their time to search for things. So I can imagine they took the things that were most valuable. So the next thing that I realized was because my uh, Fendi jewelries was standing, was placed next to the LV box. I opened that as well. <laughs> the jewelry was gone. <laughs> Whew. And then um, I thought about the cash I uh, placed in um, my uh, envelope, which, yes, on my side, it's a bit um, not so responsible, I guess. <laughs> my father really did. He, he scolded me a little bit on that part. My brother was like, oh, no, you don't keep cash at home. You should invest, blah, blah, blah. But in my defense, I really had plans for those cash, you know. It's not something you think, oh, I can't have cash in my place. I was supposed to exchange them for dollars. And I was supposed to use some cash to kind of pay off some stuff uh, in a few days' time. So I just figured it made no sense to deposit them into my account just to withdraw them later on again just to use them. So hence why I just kept them, you know. I mean, you wouldn't think... Your apartment, your house, your safe space is the unsafe place or, you know, not the most secured place. Anyways, um, by the way, my second LV limited edition bag was gone as well. But I didn't think about that in that moment, you know, because I thought I had placed it with my uh, dual bag in a suitcase. But it was actually standing with the other bags. Um on the, you know, you know, you have a wardrobe where there's the section where you can just place bags. So that was gone. The only, ugh, anyways, I'm just already tired even talking about this. It sucks so badly. Um, Next day was when I found out that bag was gone, which I cried. That was actually, that was actually when it actually hit me. Like, you know, before the LV, the cash, you know, you just think, you know what, I can make them back, you know, I can, you know, anytime from now, obviously it's going to take a while, but you can still make them. Of course, the bags, they increase with price every year. And, you know, for me, those bags, it wasn't like just a fashion statement or something or to show off. No, it was my way of also investing because I knew with um, every year, they um, multiplied anyways. So, oh yeah, my laptop was gone as well, my MacBook Pro, which I didn't notice as well till later on because um, the laptop was placed um, in the living room in the shelf, something like this, which I don't use it all the time, just when necessary. Okay, so long story short, I was panicking. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't breathe properly. I just had 
huge anxiety you know it just was my heart was just lumped like there was a lump in my heart it was just <laughs> i couldn't breathe so i had to take a really deep breath while saying oh my god and then later i took my phone tried to uh, call the police which i thought at first i just you know searched on google uh, police in in poland but this is the wrong way honestly because the numbers that are given there are just not no 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 those are wrong what I should have done is just 112. But in my head, I just assumed 112 is kind of like emergency in like the case of life and death with ambulance and things like this. I didn't think, you know, because technically I wasn't in harm's way, even though I still was in harm's way because my things were gone. And I don't know if somebody is hiding somewhere <laughs> in my place. But yeah, anyways, um, my friend tells me, dial 111 then i dialed it and then they forwarded me to the police in less than 10 minutes or 15 they were at my place then they just you know in the first thing they were like no it must be somebody you knew or it must be somebody close to you and i and i thought to myself no really i don't have anyone who you know I just don't have any because honestly though I don't invite a lot of people to my place not until recently though now honestly I don't give a f right now because now my place is secured I have um cameras and you know alarm and stuff so yeah <laughs> I wish a motherfucker would try me this time okay <laughs> anyways um but before, um, I didn't really invite people, only really my close, close friends. And I just knew for a fact they would never, you know, when you just know your friend, you know. And I know my friend. That's the kind of friends I have. I just knew it. And, you know, my friends are not those kind of friends that they're jealous of myself. And some of them even have bags, too. And why would I steal my bag? Like, you know, one of my bag was um, already stamped on. My names were stamped on it. So... I mean, it would just be hard to, I don't know, I couldn't even imagine that. So I was just telling them, no, it's not. But obviously now I understood what they meant by somebody close to you or somebody who knows you. It must be from my social media. Um, somebody was probably tailing me for a very long time, checking out my movement and stuff, which now I think about it because, you know, when I do go out, I post where i've been but i don't post it in that moment i post after i've um exited the venue because i don't want anyone stalking me or something but me posting for myself is to protect myself from outside people not knowing that it's giving whoever is um stalking me or watching me like a signal that, okay, I'm not at home, you know? Because I could go to restaurant A and then go to bar B. When I'm, when, when I'm at bar B, I post about restaurant A. Then when I'm home or when I go another place, then I post about the bar, bar B. So, you know, I post after I've left, but technically me posting, you know, would just tell these people online that, okay, she's still outside. So, um, yeah, we still got time. We got time to, to to ravage through things. Or somebody just 
in my neighborhood just checking when I go in and out. But that could also, I, I doubt that it could be somebody from my neighborhood just because I could either take my car or take the taxi. So you wouldn't really know as if I do take my car, I go through the garage on the ground out. And when I take the taxi, okay, then I walk outside my apartment, you know, walk back in, inside the estate to go out. So that would be really hard to kind of tail through. So honestly, I really did think it's somebody online, but obviously they've kind of followed me or something like this. I don't know, but it's possible. You know, you watch these movies, anything is possible, honestly. Anyways, the police did their job. Um, They took pictures. They checked everything. They called the forensic they you know just scan through stuff um then and you know funny thing is i do have security in my estate but um we have two entrances and i live on the other entrance where the security um guards are not placed at so it's also a different place the police then they set a date for me the next day to come into the station to give my statement and everything and in total, basically, um, they stole about 3000 worth of stuff, give or take. So that was just um, crazy. I was so down. But um, let's take a short break so I could um, kind of give you guys an update on where the investigation has kind of been or where it's headed or whatever i don't even know if i'm even supposed to talk about it but i'm just gonna give um the most minimum detail that i know would not give or arm anybody hopefully they're not watching my podcast (laughs) and hopefully by the time um this podcast is out um you know there would be more ahead of the game I'm in the police. <laughs> so um, let's take a short break and we'll catch up later. Ladies, have you experienced waking up in the morning in a hurry to get to work, opening your closet only to find out you have nothing in your wardrobe to wear, even though your wardrobe is full of clothes? Well, I know that feeling and that's why Aced Styling is here to help you out. Who are Aced Styling, you might be wondering? Well, this is a fashion business that I, Agnesita, adventured out on in the hopes to help women out there with their fashion sense. It is a business service or fashion service just to create lots of convenience for you women out there. So if you want a personal shopper, we're here to help you. If you want to revamp your wardrobe to give it a different colorful or just a more vibrant personality look, we're here to help you. If you want a photo shoot and you do not know who to style you, look no further because we have everything for you for your photo shoot. If you have a birthday party, wedding ceremony, cocktail event, red carpet gala, we're here to find the perfect outfit for that day. So go on ahead to Instagram and type in Aced Styling, A-C-E-D-S-T-Y-L-I-N-G, and contact us for a consultation and hoping to see you soon. Welcome back, guys. So, um, 
long story short that was what happened to me guys um i've never had someone break into my apartment before oh wait now that i think about it when i was younger uh my apartment not mine but my parents apartment in nigeria when we were really young my brother and i were we were kids i probably was seven i think give or take i really did remember this there was a thief, uh, thief. He came at night. It's, I think this person was putting a trail or tail on my dad as well because he he went to the bank actually that day, but I'm not sure if he brought in cash to the house or not, which was so funny because when my dad was scolding me about cash, he was like, you never see me, your father, take cash or something. I'm like, mm remember that time the thief came over okay they came for the cash no but then i think he said something oh but i had no cash with me or something so i don't know if he going to him going to the bank was to deposit the money he had um acquired or him withdrawing it i would never know if he's telling me the truth or not or not but um anyways our house was broken into when I was a kid and I remember even saying hello to this man. I was so sleepy and I just thought it was, I don't know, I mean, it was a di- weird atmosphere and I could smell the fear in my father's um soul, honestly. And uh, because he, he hid me and my bro in the wardrobe, we were standing in the closet, but I was so sleepy, I was even falling asleep, can you imagine? But then he had to um, bring us out because the thief wanted to go into the house. And he said, if you do not open the door, I'm going to shoot this. Um, because we have two entrances, one wooden door and uh, a bigger um, slide door. But it's more like a glass see-through. See and he said he would just shoot that down. And he was being considered like, you know, I don't want to have to shoot this mirror and uh, glasses down because it's just more cost for you and whatever. So just kindly open this door so I could get in and everybody, you know, can have a good time. So anyways, um, so he had to drag us out of the wardrobe. And, you know, my dad had a friend who was a retired soldier, which I thought he should know what to do. But now that I'm older, I realize, okay, if you're not, if you do not have um, weapons or you're not um, armed, so you don't have stuff to fight with, it's probably better not to. And he retired a long time ago, so he's a bit older now as well. And I guess he just didn't want to do anything stupid or um, put my life, my brother's life or my father, his friend's life in danger. So he was just trying to be more cooperative and stuff. My mom was not in this picture at this time. Actually, she wasn't home. So that was interesting. Okay, back to my story. Oh, and before that, um, our gate man back then in Nigeria, he was shot. He was the only one that died. May so really rest in peace. And a day, the next day he had wanted because he told my dad the day before that he's going to the north to visit his wife's because he's a Muslim. And, you know, my dad gave him some money to have a good time that we're going to miss him, etc. And he has um, a son uh, that lives there. So he would like uh, take over his post while he's gone, which was just so sad and devastating that he was he died 
that night and his son hid under his bed so he heard him being shot to death so that's very trauma trauma traumatic to say the least and i would never wish this on my worst enemy honestly okay um let's let that be um he was caught by the way i'm not sure if he was sentenced to death or if he was sent to really really many 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 years in prison but yeah he was caught because this guy was the talk of the town he was notorious for a very long time and we lived in a very secure area so for that to happen it just means and goes to show that nobody's above bad things happening honestly which I should have known better, but I just assumed me being in Europe, it's a bit safer. It's not like in Africa, you know, stereotypical. Stereotypically, you just think, okay, Africa is more dangerous than here in Europe. Obviously, it's just semantics and perception. But anyways, um, that was that. So back to my story, okay? Finally, I'm not going to um, derail off this conversation now. The update right now is that um, they've gotten some footage camera from the security guards and everything. It was a tall human guy. I don't know if he's even human at this point because that was not human. Anyways, it's a tall guy. Um, yes, I'm not going to say where the person is from, but all I can say is that he's not Polish. Yes, which I'm actually happy to know that this person is not Polish because I really thought, oh my God, Polish people did this to me. And prior to this whole thing unraveling out, I really just thought, you know what, I think it's my time to just leave Poland. I don't think Polish people want me here. I think, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was just overthinking. And I just thought, yeah, my parents are right. They told me to leave this place and I didn't listen. And now look, this is God punishing punishing me or something. And um, but the fact that it was a foreigner who did this, that's just sad. And that just goes to show like, wow, you come to another country that isn't yours to begin with. And then you still, not even from the Polish people, but from another foreigner. Like, wow, how evil can this person's soul be? Honestly, I have no words. Like my mom was just swearing and cursing for this person. <laughs> Meanwhile, my aunt in the state was praying mercy on this person, which it was very interesting how <laughs> both people are Christian, but their faith is just different. And I wasn't sure whether to say amen to that or not, because I honestly didn't want to. I was so hurt, you know, but, um, now that I think about it, I feel like with time and, you know, this happened towards the end of um Thanksgiving. So I feel like as the days went by, I started to kind of appreciate my life more because honestly speaking, I kid you not, I really wished I was there um, at this scene when this happened to, you know, protect my things, to, you know, use my sport abilities, to use all this um uh, uh, disciplinary uh, sport I've been learning, the martial art, like I've been learning, I've, I've been boxing for years before, but then now I switched into my tie and I thought, okay, at least finally it could have been put to use into something. But then, you know, somebody opened my eyes like, come on, what if there were more people? I mean, it, it could be worse. So you cannot talk like that. So, which it, it is true. It is very silly of me to think like that. Anyways, so I kind of am glad that I was in home, that 
my life is safe because also nowadays I've been hearing things going on in Poland that, you know, a friend of mine told me just yesterday or so that uh, there is a website or a page where there are many people from the area and they keep saying that they've been um, burglarized. So this is just not like a one-time thing. This has been, this is happening now recently to many people. So I'm just telling you guys out here, please be safe. Please protect your things. If you have really valuable stuff, place it's either you put them in the bank, deposit your cash <laughs> or um, have an insurance on them. And please have a camera or alarm or something. My brother was telling me during the summer, but I kept pushing it, procrastinating. This is what happens when you don't do things in the moment. So please, please, please be safe out there. I'm not just telling you my story to feel pitiful for me or something. No, no, no. I'm just telling you guys so you're aware, so you know how you can take care of your things, how you can protect yourself in case anything happens. I thought I would have insurance, but my landlord said it's not connected to my private properties. There are things in connection or in conjunction to furnitures, um, I don't know, microwave, TVs, things like this. Not like my clothes, my bags, my shoe, which I was so livid. Like, this was surprising. Me from Sweden, like, once you have an house insurance, it covers everything in the house. So, I, I was just... I was just confused, like really seriously. Anyways, long story short, we've changed the locks, you know, changed the locks to everything. Um, yeah, and um, I've had some more security stuff in here, and yeah, and I'm not sure if I'm going to um leave this place or not. But the likelihood or the likeliness of these people coming back is very rare. Or this person, because you know, I told you guys there was a camera of this person. But I'm not sure if it's one person or there were more people, but they were placed in different sections, you know. So the story could be more deeper than it just seems. <laughs> so yeah, from the security footage, they saw one person coming in. And somebody else from who lives here let the person in, but which is normal. You just assume that, okay, you're the one opening the gate so the other person can um, enter. It's not like you're going to like say, hey, let me close the door and you get in on your own. So I can understand, but this person came in and he never left. He never went back out. So our um, suspicious uh, or suggestions or whatever we're thinking is either... He went through the garage on the ground and out, or he went through the balcony, which I do think it's probably through the balcony. Um, I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Probably through the balcony because, you know, my balcony, there's a fence. So probably he went through the fence and he didn't want the camera to catch him or, you know, snap him with the things in his hands. And you know, when he was coming in from the camera, you can already see he had a face hat covering his face. Uh, so he wouldn't be seen properly. And you know, he had a mask on <laughs> this damn mask, huh? So long story short, that was what really happened. And uh, you know, the police have been doing their jobs. They've told me to relax, not to come every time to question them. <laughs> so I'm just gonna let the process go. And I know, you know, now or later, this person will be caught. The culprit will be caught. So that very much I know. 
the police are on the case. They're really nice to me. I'm really grateful for their pa- uh, for their patient and everything. And you know, me posting this online, by the way, was to um ask people if they saw any of these bags or stuff being sold out. They could let me know and bring it to my attention. That was why I had to actually speak up because you know it's better to say than not say and wish. So, but. You know, so far nobody said they saw they saw anything being sold like this online because my bag was very also specific. So I'm guessing this people or this thief is is or is or was very um, is not an amateur. Is very experienced. So probably they're selling it through a black market or he just fled out of the country. I don't know and sold it out. You know what I mean? It could be sold in many different channels or platform or ways. So, yeah, I was a little bit traumatized for a while because I would come home and I'll be checking behind my curtains <laughs> under my bed, making sure, you know. But, um, yeah, I'll be really scared to open my, my closet. You know, I have to, like, take a little a minute before I do so. But um, now I'm OK. I'm OK. And that's just what I want to tell everybody. I'm OK. Thanksgiving made me realize I'm thankful for my life, you know, like. At the end of the day, yes, those materialistic stuff were expensive. They were investment. You know, it's kind of like watching your investment, your, you know, cryptocurrency going down the drain. It's not easy to swallow. But at the end of the day, you make money, you lose money. You you make life, you lose life. It probably is just once, you know. You only live once. So, yeah. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for bearing with me, uh, for being here, for checking in and checking on me. There were a lot of my friends. I really realized that, wow, these people are really amazing. They wanted to take me out. They were calling me even when I didn't want to speak because I'm just this kind of person with my character. But, you know, my friend, my really close friend was like calling to check in regardless. And that's really good because it really made me not like uh, shut all my emotions inside. It made me like express them and kind of express it a little bit however I could, you know. And, you know, some people were texting me online, but I didn't have the strength to go in details or tell each and every one because everybody wanted to know what happened, what happened, what happened. So I figured, okay, I'll just do this podcast and you can just, you know, listen once and for all what really happened, okay? And how it's going. But just know that, you know, I'm really grateful, you know, for your checking in, even online. It just shows that still you guys care. And this uh, scenario situation also made me realize why I needed to cut out of my life. Because some people, who I thought maybe they were friends, they saw my story, but they didn't check in or check on me and some wanted something else from me and they were just not being sensitive and I just felt like they wanted to use my energy me you know who I stand for and that just sucks you know that people are so selfish in this way and I just had to cut them out and just cut all the plans long long plans we had and stuff I didn't care if it involved money time whatever I was just like no I want no part in this because if you are not being a little bit sensitive to what just happened to me in my situation or at least find a way you could be there for me and you cannot be there emotionally you know like I ask nothing more no then we do not even need to be nothing okay and that's just that and I'm just glad like before the end this year runs out I'm realizing this and I'm just you know dropping (laughs) all these people off and I'm just you know making my decision and just you know sticking to it so 
I'm glad. This year has been good to me, you know. They've been really, really great things. I'm grateful for for my family, for my life. Again, I'm not going to stop saying that. Um, For my really, really good friends, for my career, my job has really sore ire. It's, you know, beyond my expectations, and I'm really, really happy about that. For traveling, oh my goodness, like traveling, you know, before, during, I don't know, pandemic, it's just crazy. You know, sometimes you don't know how the restrictions are going to affect, you know, your traveling and stuff. But the fact that I could travel to at least like not one, but two or three or four countries even, I'm just really, really super, 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 super grateful, super grateful. I recently just had an Xmas uh, dinner party with my girlfriends where, you know, on this dinner, we exchanged gifts, you know, in the form of Secret Santa way. It was so, so cute. We had a number written down and everybody picked the number. So if you had the same number, you get to switch your gift that you buy with the other person. And it was just so cute. I loved it. You know, we got to also have a reflective moment where we talked about things we're appreciated for in this life, things that we hope to drop in this year and things we hope and wish to adopt in the next year, 2022. And, you know, our ambitions and goals, things we wanted to set And I was just so happy that, you know, we did say this and speak about this. Hopefully, you know, we're going to keep each other accountable for what we've said. And also, you know, I, we get to share, we shared a lot of things. Okay. I got a little cute stuff with them and the dinner was beautiful. We drank, we had a really nice after party at my friend's place. And it was, it was just amazing. I just loved me really, really, really good strong girl group you know and that's just beautiful it's nice to have that so if you do not have that out there please try to find a community and a safe space where you could have this and i think you know it would it would be life-changing in some way once again thank you guys so much for supporting me through the years during you know all this crazy stuff happening to me And, you know, just following, listening to my podcast. I think this might be the last podcast of this year, but it's certainly not going to be the last podcast ever. (laughs) You're still going to see more of me. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's your girl again on Unghetto Stories signing off. Love you guys. Ciao. Thank you guys for listening and staying tuned till now. If you like this episode or you would like me to talk about something else in my next episode or you have questions, comments, anything, just DM me on my Instagram account, Agnesita, A-G-N-E-S-S-I-T-T-A, and I'll get back to you guys. It's your girl Agnes on On Ghetto Stories.